Welcome to another edition of the Richard Haynes Real Estate Show. I am your host, Richard Haynes, real estate broker here in the greater Los Angeles area where we focus on the South Bay of Los Angeles, Manhattan, Redondo, Hermosa Beach, and the Palos Verdes Peninsula. Welcome to 2023. I am fired up. First week of January. I hope you've got some amazing resolutions, goals, vision boards to inspire you to start off the year. I know I am pumped, not just for business, but also personal life. And I'm going to get into both some great real estate information on the business side for you guys today, as well as what I'm trying to work on personally. And maybe it will inspire you to get to work on a fitness goal or a diet goal or, or what it may be. I'm going to touch on a few of those things to try and give you a holistic real estate and 2023 resolutions podcast. So to give you guys a little insight into what we're working with today, you know when I'm on the solo podcast, which is one of these, we don't have a guest today. I typically like to cover three topics. And to start the year, it's always really fun with our topics because we've got fresh data, we've got a little fun blog post that I like to do to start the year, and then also I'm going to mix it up with a little 2023 fitness and nutrition goals just to try and keep it fresh while I have you here for the next 20, 25 minutes. So let's go over the three topics today. First off, we're going to start with my annual Fearless predictions for South Bay real estate. You guys, I write this blog post every year. It is by far the most read blog that I do every single year. I don't know why people love reading predictions. And since it typically is South Bay focused, Los Angeles focused, people I think like to try and get ideas from realtors that follow the podcast and the blog to clients to just avid real estate fans. So topic number one, fearless real estate predictions. Number two, I'm going to talk about the latest podcast we posted uh, on the first week of January here with Ryan Doyle, our local health and fitness expert. Just want to encourage you guys to take a look at that and what fitness goals, health goals I'm going to be doing. See if you guys want to try it. Doesn't matter if you're halfway through January or listening to this podcast in February or whatnot. You can do it. You can commit to a goal, middle of the month, end of the month, sometime in the year, but wanted to share with you guys what I'm doing and hopefully it inspires you to commit to uh, some goals as well. And then topic number three, quarterly and yearly numbers. I'm not going to drag this on. You guys know I can get into the malaise of numbers because I'm a total data geek when it comes to real estate, but I love the end of the year numbers because we can take a full 2022 and compare it to 2021 to really give you a big breadth of data along with going deep. These are numbers you're going to want to stick around for, and I'm going to try and give you a good overview. I'll go through the numbers fast, give you an overview, but spoiler alert, the numbers are ugly. So you might want to stick around because this market is rapidly changing. The fourth quarter really showed that, and it also shows how much the end of the year really punished the market's numbers. So you're going to want to stay tuned to the end of the podcast to hear what these numbers look like. So let's get it started. 
The most popular thing I do every single year, South Bay fearless predictions here for 2023. I want to kind of recap how the markets did. I always go back in November and take ending November back 12 months and compare some things. All of the markets that we cover here were up. They weren't up as significantly, I think, as many thought when uh, the year ended in November, but Manhattan Beach up 3.3%, PV 90274 up 16.2%, RPV up 6.9%, Hermosa up 12.5%, South Redondo and some of Hollywood Riviera up 9.9%, almost 10%, and then North Redondo up 12.2%. So a really solid year when you look at the year-over-year numbers with November, my predictions are going to really throw some people for a spin. I'm going to give you six of them summarized right now and then go into each one. So prediction number one, select Palos Verdes markets decline double digits. Prediction number two, low supply plagues market all year long. Number three, mortgage rates remain stubbornly. I can't say that that right, but Mortgage rates remain very high, a stubbornly high mortgage rate. Number four, split markets. Some rise while others decline. Number five, time to buy income properties or properties with ADUs. And number six, a long-term bet I like to make every year, mortgages and artificial intelligence. So let's look at this first prediction, select Palos Verdes sub-markets to decline double digits. You guys, the hill is weak. And when we get into uh, the later topic, giving off the quarterly numbers, you're going to see how really all markets are weak, but especially Palos Verdes. I wrote a blog post a month or two ago that highlighted a market that already had comps that were essentially the same that were selling down 10%. In fact, I did a podcast a few months ago on it, and then I did a follow-up on some condo sales that were falling on the Palos Verdes Peninsula. Quite frankly, as you know, and I've beat this over and over and over again on the podcast with you guys, Palos Verdes was a pandemic market. It over-benefited from the coronavirus pandemic and people going out for backyards. And areas of Palos Verdes, I think, overheated. Now that people want to be by restaurants, entertainment, and really closer to work and their commutes, PV is going to slow down. Where do I think PV is going to slow down? Not in all markets, but there are markets that traditionally have been very slow growth appreciation that surged and even equaled markets that were generally considered more desirable because people just didn't discriminate in PV markets. They just went, hey, if it's in PV, I'm going to pay up for it. And so really, the select markets, I'm going to give you an example. I could probably do a deep dive in all the 15 to 20 submarkets in PV. But to give you an example, I think the far away markets in Rancho Palos Verdes, far away meaning you're farther away from Manhattan Beach restaurants, you're farther away from downtown LA. It takes you a while to get anywhere outside of residential bedroom community Palos Verdes. Those markets are going to take a hit. And then generally affordable markets that didn't have a ton of growth over the years, those areas look like, and I'll give you an example of them, Palos Verdes Drive East submarket, the east side of the hill, along with Mara Catalina, those markets 
are far away. You can shoot down into San Pedro and get to Lomita in a somewhat reasonable amount of time, but those are considered far away. Same goes for the PV Drive South neighborhood over by Trump. It is really hard to commute from those areas. You're far away from entertainment, and restaurants are few and far between when you take out, you know, San Pedro and Lomita restaurants. On top of that, Two other markets that come to mind for me are Los Verdes. That's the market that already had the 10% decline comp that I highlighted in a blog. That market went insane over the last two and a half years with surging appreciation. It has not been a market that has gone up like that. And that market, I think, is going to have softness along with Peninsula Center, which is one of the slower growth markets in Rancho Palos Verdes. Those sub-markets are what I'm calling to potentially have a decline in prices in double digits percentage-wise. And guess what? There could be more in RPV, Rolling Hills Estates, and even PVE. But I'm not holding out for those. I really think it's going to be focused in those RPV markets. Prediction number two, low supply plagues the market all year long. You guys, we're shifting into a buyer's market. Interest rates are destroying affordability. Buyers can't pay up. Sales are plummeting. People think that there's going to be a ton of homes on the market. While I think things will be soft and sales will fall, supply and homes for sale are still going to stay low. It's going to be still slim pickings. Buyers will have the leverage, but low supply will plague markets. Why? Well, if you built bought any time before the last two years, you have a ton of equity and don't need to sell. And anyone who bought in the last 18 months has an interest rate most likely at 3% or lower. So you go, why would I sell? If I'm going to trade it into another property, my rate's going to be 6 or 7%. People just aren't going to sell. So low supply is going to plague the market all year long in the South Bay and probably throughout much of greater Los Angeles. Prediction number three, mortgage rates remain stubbornly high. You guys, people are going, oh, date the rate, marry the house. It's a little misguided because if you're buying a house with a high rate that really makes it unaffordable for you and you think you're going to be able to refinance this year, I think we're going to have a lot of disappointed people. Yes, improve your property, add an ADU, figure out ways to increase your income or Rent out your home for two weeks as an Airbnb when you go out of town. Those things are great things to make it more affordable. Interest rates aren't going to help you this year. Do I believe interest rates can help you in 2024, 2025? That's probably a better bet. But in 2023, rates are going to stay high. I'm talking about 5.5% to 6.5%. We could stay at a high 7% level, but we ain't getting anywhere close to the low 4% range or even 3% range, in my opinion. The next prediction, split markets, some will rise while others decline. This is kind of talking about piggybacking off of Rancho Palos Verdes, where I was calling out those sub-markets of where I think PV will have double-digit declines. Guess what? I think there will be declines in Hermosa Beach, potentially Manhattan Beach, and other cities in PV like Rolling Hills Estates and Palos Verdes Estates. Let me give you an example. For instance, I think East Hermosa Beach really had an incredible run during the coronavirus pandemic. 
I foresee that market going down, okay? On the flip side, Valmonte in Palos Verdes Estates, there is not one home on the MLS right now. So yes, I've talked about low supply supporting markets. Yes, it's shifting to a buyer's market, but if there are zero homes on the market, that's going to be a seller's market if you are a buyer looking to buy in Valmonte when there is simply not one home on the market. The same goes for the tree section and the hill section in Manhattan Beach. Those have been so strong for so long and it's so difficult to find great houses or properties at fair prices for buyers. Those markets will continue to chug along. A market that could see prices go down now North Redondo Beach, a very affordable market, the most affordable beach city really depends on interest rates. So older townhomes might take a hit. Or the single family home market, a lot of small fixer bungalows in the El Nido submarket of North Redondo, very interest rate dependent. And same goes for Golden Hills, tall and skinnies. It's a very commodity driven market. And so if you have interest rates, hurting affordability for buyers, that will hurt prices. And that's a bold call because Golden Hills has gone up for like 12 years in a row, but it's because it's been affordable. Last prediction, besides the long-term bet, time to buy income properties or properties with ADUs. Guess what, guys? Homes are gonna get hit. It's gonna be harder to sell because of high interest rates, but guess what gets hit even harder? Income properties. Investors need to borrow money at low rates to cash flow, and these high rates are hurting income properties in a big way. In fact, all the calls I've made at the end of the year and to start this year are clients who own a home or a condo or a townhome and are renting it out. And I'm like, guys, it's time to sell those single unit rentals. Yes, it's not the strongest market ever, but th those are more resilient because they're owner-occupied options. Vacate your tenant, sell it, and 1031 into a duplex, triplex, or fourplex. That's one of my biggest, strongest calls is trade out of single-unit rentals into more units. This is going to be your year to buy income properties. Duplexes, triplexes, fourplexes are going to be on sale. Anything with an ADU or that has potential to add an ADU or two is going Going to be a great buy this year and you'll look back in two three four five years and be really happy you did last prediction long-term bet mortgages and artificial intelligence you guys chat gpt has been in the news for the last month or so you can type in hey write me a song about butterflies or uh, write an article about uh, tree growth in the sahara you can right into things, into this AI application, and it's spitting out work for you. It's unbelievable. Guess where I think that's gonna go first? The mortgage business. Banks are very behind the curve. You still have underwriters looking through pages and pages of financials. I believe in the next five to 10 years, there's literally gonna be an AI bot who can review your financials in 30 seconds, a minute, 
and approve you for a loan and the mortgage process is going to be a lot less arduous. Long term, that helps real estate because it makes real estate more liquid and it just makes purchasing easier, selling easier. It's bullish for real estate. It gets us back a lot of time and gives some great transparency. So that's my long term bet. Artificial intelligence comes to real estate, especially in the mortgage business. So those are the predictions, you guys. If you want to go check it out, ManhattanPacificRealty.com slash blog. We are going to be changing the website soon here with a rebrand, but go type in my fearless predictions into Google, type in Richard Haynes, Manhattan Pacific Realty, Haynes Real Estate, and you can read those predictions in detail. Topic number three, New Year's resolutions, business and personal. You guys, the first week of the new year, we posted our podcast with fitness expert Ryan Doyle here. He was a longtime owner of CrossFit Redondo, which is now Redondo Beach Fitness. He has the ultimate garage gym in Palos Verdes Estates. He's been doing health and fitness and nutrition for well over a decade. Good friend, very knowledgeable. I encourage you to hear that podcast. Why? It's really coming from a guy like me who has two young kids who's fallen out of shape, doesn't eat particularly well, has trouble getting to the gym or getting a run in and going, hey, what can I do that are easy, sustainable steps for fitness and nutrition that I can keep up and commit to in 2023? You guys listen to the podcast. It's awesome. To give you a couple takeaways that I've taken from the podcast, rucking I'm going to be rucking at least once a week. Super easy, you guys. It's walking with heavy weight. So I'm popping in a podcast and walking with 25 pounds worth of weight on my shoulders for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour. Amazing workout. I'm going to commit to rucking and doing some weightlifting in my garage. Ryan talks about how, he, how you set up. You really need a kettlebell, some dumbbells and maybe one other piece of weightlifting equipment to do a great workout in your gym. I'm going to run, et cetera, et cetera. But I have committed in New Year's to do four days a week of working out. I've also committed to try and get up early and rise with the sun. There's been a lot of benefits of saying, hey, if you get you know, five minutes of bright sunlight or if it's really overcast and rainy, 30 minutes or somewhere in between 10 to 20 minutes if it's just, you know, a normal cloud cover, the benefits to waking up and better sleep at night. And I've been doing it for the past three days, four days, and I feel a difference, you guys. So that's a really cool thing. We talk about much more beyond rucking and garage gyms and nutrition, but the last part of my New Year's resolutions for personal is a dry January. You know what? There's been so much research on eliminating alcohol. The Washington Post just came out with, hey, uh, you know, huge benefits of dry January. Not only that, it's it's not, you know, guilt tripping people of how bad alcohol is for you, but it's going how good people feel after a month off of alcohol. And it ends up being sustainable where if you drink, you know, four drinks a week, you're drinking two to three because you feel so much better after it. And then obviously the benefits of going dry for one month, people feel so, so good. I've committed to that except for January 1st. I had a couple couple drinks, but uh, January 2nd to the end of the month, I'm going dry January. And Ryan and I talk about the Huberman podcast where he goes into detail about alcohol. If you really want to be incentivized to go dry January or dry February or whatnot, listen to this alcohol 
alcohol podcast. It will blow your mind. I've been listening to it while I've been rucking and driving in the car. And I'm like, man, <laughs> I definitely don't want it to drink in January, maybe even longer. Uh, so if you need a, a boost to, to, to try and eliminate alcohol for some time, that is an amazing podcast to listen to. So those are the personal goals, you guys, business-wise. We're going to be producing a lot more content on Instagram for you. We're going to continue having guests, both in real estate and then, you know, stuff like fitness, stuff like hey, what can you do for fun in in the South Bay? We're going to mix it up a little bit. You're going to have single podcasts like this, guests within real estate, guests outside of real estate, but how it relates to the South Bay, and just lots and lots of more valuable content for you guys. Okay, last but not least, the final topic, quarterly and yearly numbers for the South Bay. You guys... I'm going to preface this. I already gave you guys a little teaser at the start of the podcast, but the numbers are ugly. I'm going to race through these because I did Q4 numbers. So Q4 of this year over Q4 of last year, and then full year-long numbers so that we could see 2022 over 2021. Obviously, 2021 was an insane year, and really the beginning of 2022 was pretty hot as well with the first three to six months not being impacted by interest rates as much. But let me just jump into the numbers and I'll give you some commentary. Manhattan Beach, prices for the full year were up 3.4%. But when you look at Q4, just Q4 over last year's Q4, prices are down 17.3%. Okay, ugly, ugly Q4 that really hurt the year-long numbers, especially in December. Hermosa Beach, Year-long numbers were down 1.8%, and just the Q4, even uglier, down 6.3%. Redondo Beach bucked that trend. Now I'm putting in a little bit of Hollywood Riviera to save me on some research. That came up nicely, full year up 10.7%, and Q4 up 9.0%. So Manhattan Beach and Hermosa Beach seeing a slowing. Redondo Beach seems to buck a trend, but I'm going to get into sales, which I think might show that Redondo might start to slow, like Hermosa, Manhattan Beach. And then I'm going to give you the PV Hill. Palos Verdes Estates full year was up a whopping 17.4%, but to show this Q4 weakness, PVE down 2.8%. Rancho Palos Verdes is similar, up. 8% on the full year, but down quarterly 3.9%. So you're seeing this theme of the fourth quarter was really ugly as interest rates started to take effect. Full year prices in Rolling Hills Estates down a fraction of a percent for the full year and down big in Q4, 19%. And then Rolling Hills, I didn't take Q4 because there's just not enough data, not a ton of sales, but Full year, Rolling Hills behind the gates down 15.2%. That was a pandemic market that really over-benefited. That's a market that I could go, would be a pretty easy call of saying that that market's going to be down. As part of the split markets I talked about in my forecast, and, and it's already happening in a big way year over year. So you guys, let's look at this. Q4 across the board, Manhattan Beach, Hermosa, PVE, RPV, Rolling Hills Estates, all down in Q4. The only exception is Redondo Beach. And then yearly, PV the hill is still strong. The beach cities are getting weak. 
with the exception of Redondo Beach. That's what's happening in prices, okay? So weakness is forming. We're used to surging prices. Now let's look at sales. I split sales because sales are sometimes an indicator of where this market's going. When sales collapse, mean fewer deals are done, normally that's a sign of a weaker market. When sales are surging higher, that's a market that's picking up steam. You guys across the board, all of these markets, all of the markets, sales are collapsing. I'm just going to talk full year numbers because the Q4 numbers are, are the same thing or tell the same story, but just in greater numbers, a bigger collapse. And Q4, you know, is a return to seasonality. November and December were very slow for our business. We, in fact, I did zero deals in November and December. And if you look at Q4 across the board for most of these markets, Q4 is down 40%, over 40% in almost all markets from a sales perspective. We're talking 40 to 45%, you guys. That's half, almost half the sales we've been used to over the past couple of years. That's how slow the sales are. So let's look at Manhattan Beach here. I also took not just last year, 2021 sales, where you go, oh, well, that market was really insane, and so of course we have to come down in sales. I took 2019 numbers. So you go, I took numbers of what the market was before the pandemic hit in 2020 to give you an idea. So look at this. Sales in Manhattan Beach down 38% on the full year. And if you go back to 2019 to go, well, let's compare it to a normal market, still down 17.9%. Hermosa Beach down a whopping 32.1% year over year on sales. And if you compare it to 19, our last normal market, it's down 6.1%. Redondo Beach, same story, down 35% year over year. If you compare it to 2019, sales are down 23.5%. And you guys, it's the same darn story on the hill. PVE down 33.3%. Compared to 19, down 9%. RPV down 24.7% on sales year over year. When compared to 19, it's down 4.2%. Rolling Hills Estates down 18.5% when compared to 2019, down 6.8. And then Rolling Hills down a whopping 62.5% on sales. But actually, when compared to 2019, it's flat. So that's maybe the one place that isn't down, but it is flat, essentially the same amount of sales. So you guys, before I wrap the podcast here, this market is shaping up to be ugly. We're seeing price decreases on almost all Q4 numbers. We're seeing softer full-year numbers, Hermosa, Manhattan Beach, Rolling Hills Estates, and Rolling Hills. The full-year numbers still look good on PVE, RPV, and Redondo Beach, but they are weakening as well. And you guys, we are having a massive collapse in sales. This is thanks to higher interest rates. Buyers simply cannot afford record prices with record high mortgage rates and record low unaffordability or record low affordability, aka major unaffordability. That's what's happening in the market. It is shaping up and forming to be a very rough 2023 for sellers. We could be down in all markets. I'm hopeful that we're higher in some of those more desirable markets I spoke about at the beginning of the podcast, 
but we could be down in half the mar- sub-markets. We could be down in almost all of the markets. It doesn't look good. Sales are down. I think we're going to be down 30 to 50% in most markets in terms of transactions, and sellers are probably going to have to just give up on prices. So there you guys have it. Fearless predictions. Go check out my blog to reread it. Listen to the Ryan Doyle podcast. It'll really get you going for your, your 2023 health and fitness goals. I will give you updates next podcast on how I'm doing. That podcast really helped me get going. And then the quarterly numbers. You guys, I'm going to write a blog on these numbers so you have it in written format to be able to send it to people and review it with your own eyes. Um, But man, quarterly, yearly numbers, wowzer. Thank you for joining me, you guys. Wishing you a happy, happy 2023, a prosperous 2023. Let's get after it and make some amazing deals for buyers. And if you're a seller, we're gonna try and get as much money for you as possible, but it is not going to be easy this year. Take care, thanks for joining me, and we'll see you next time on the Richard Haynes Real Estate Show.